Hello, welcome to Otakada podcast. My name is uh, Mandy Olbear. Uh, this morning we are uh, going through the weekly motivational and inspirational stories for the marketplace series 29 of 52 and the school of the Holy Spirit part 17 and it's on activating fruitfulness, multiplication and dominion in the secret place with God plus Get the key for the cure of coronavirus, COVID-19, now. And finally, are you a begging soldier before an enemy? Or a soldier that cares, carries out the last command for the commander-in-chief? Today is Wednesday, May 6th, 2020. Before we go on, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we just want to appreciate you for today. Thank you for the privilege of seeing another bright and beautiful day thank you for you are awesome there is none like unto you god in you we live we move and we have our being without you we're nothing and we can do nothing spirit of the living god as we go into the word even this moment we ask O god that you sanctify me sanctify my voice i hide behind the cross Whatever comes out, even right now, let it be from you. Let it minister blessing to your people. Elevation, multiplication, fruitfulness, dominion. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I come against every distraction from the realm of wickedness. I have atoned them now by the authority in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for answer prayer in Jesus' name. So, Welcome again to Otakada Podcast. We're looking at uh, school. Of, we're in the School of the Holy Spirit, Part Seventeen, activating fruitfulness, multiplication, and dominion in the secret place with God. Lord, get the key for the cure of coronavirus, COVID nineteen. And are you a begging soldier before an enemy, or a soldier that carries out the last command of the Commander in Chief? And uh, today's podcast is on now as available. So listen to it now. Friends, I welcome you to today's series of Otakada.org weekly motivational series, Equipping Christians in the Marketplace. We are ambassadors of Christ in this earthly realm. You could get those details on 2 Corinthians from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20. At Otakada.org, we bring you over 2 million contents for all round success for your spirit, soul, and your body. All in one place. You can check this detail out and First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 23, 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7, and Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. And I read First Thessalonians <clears throat> chapter 5 verse 23, Amplified Bible. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you through and through, that is, separate you from profane and vulgar things, make you pure and whole and undamaged, consecrated to him, set apart for his purpose, and may your spirit and soul and body be kept complete and be found blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Together with you, we're building massive spiritual temples in people's hearts for the Spirit of God to dwell in and operate through with ease in these times and seasons. So stay with us and build with us. Check this out in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 to 17, Leviticus 26, verse 12, Jeremiah. 32 verse 38, Ezekiel 37 verse 27, and 2 Corinthians 6 verse 16, and 1 John 4.4. If you missed the last two series of Sunday and Wednesday respectively as follows, the school of the Holy Spirit 28 of 52 past 16, anatomy and secrets of the secret place, securing an understanding of the times in the secret place and what the church of Jesus Christ ought to do, Plus three ways we can redeem the times in these evil days. You follow the link on the website. And uh, second, which is the Wednesday one of the series 27 of 52, School of the Holy Spirit, part 15. Ways you can identify burdens of the Spirit and weight of the Spirit upon your life while activating God's ministry in rest. Plus answers to are you a part-time or a full-time minister of God. So let's dive in into our today's discuss on the word fruitfulness, multiplication, and dominion, and how it relates to the secret place with God. This culminated into the title today, Activating Fruitfulness, Multiplication, and Dominion in the Secret Place with God. Plus, get the key for the cure of coronavirus now. Are you a begging soldier 
before an enemy or a soldier that carries out the last command of the commander-in-chief. On January 1st, 2020, while putting together my expectation from the Lord in the place of waiting in prayer and fasting, I told him that I will be fruitful to the work of spreading the word over the internet, but that I will need him to confirm his work through signs and wonders, as in Mark chapter 16, verse 20, Amplified Bible, Classic Edition reads, And they went out and preached everywhere, while the Lord kept working with them and confirming the message by the, by the attesting signs and miracles that closely accompanied it among uh, amen. So be it. I told him I do not want to be a toothless bulldog who is always backing and can't bite. I told him I want people to be healed in their spirit, souls, and bodies and delivered through this self-activation series. I told him that I want this to be a self-deliverance and healing process using the activation prayer so that these ones we go on to deliver others because we are called to equip the saints for the work of ministry as in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 to 10, 13. Amplified Bible, Classic Edition, and I read, And his gifts were varied. He himself appointed and gave men to us, some to be apostles, that is special messengers, some prophets, inspired prophets, preachers, and expounders, some evangelists, preachers of the gospel, traveling missionaries, some pastors, shepherds of his flock, and teachers, his intention was the perfecting and the full equipping of the saints, his consecrated people, that they should do the work of ministering toward building up Christ's body, the church, that it, that it might develop until we all attain oneness in the faith and in the comprehension of the full and accurate knowledge of the Son of God, that we might arrive at really mature manhood, the completeness of personality, which is not less than the standard height of Christ's own perfection, the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, and the completeness found in him. I also told him I do not want to be a blind teacher leading the blind. I want to see what he is seeing, what he is sensing, I want, and I want to intimately know his heart and his plan. I want to be able to see events before they happen so that the people he has sent me to minister to in the virtual world amongst believers will be informed, prepare beforehand, and take necessary steps as we journey as ambassadors here on earth. In a nutshell, I told him I want to be his mouthpiece as the day is done. I want to show no what he's saying, not what he said yesterday. I believe this is us where he's for me and for his time, for these times and seasons. But cause David. By inspiration of the Holy Spirit wrote in Psalm 37, verse 3 to 7, Amplified Bible, Classic Edition. Trust, lean on, rely on, and be confident in the Lord and do good. So shall you dwell in the land and feed surely in his faithfulness, and truly you shall be the fed. Delight yourself also in the Lord as a keyword, and he will give you the desires and the secret petitions of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Roll and repose each care of your load on him. Trust, lean on, rely on, and be confident also in him, and it will bring it to pass, and it will make your uprightness and right standing with God go forth as a light, may your justice and right as the shining sun of the noonday. Be still and rest in the Lord. Wait for him, and patiently lean yourself upon him. Fret not yourself because of him who prospers in his way because of the man who brings weakest devices to pass. I also placed a demand on the title to send weekly. I told him I do not want to start thinking about what to send to his people. He should deliberate and provide a needed inspiration to write those contents which springs forth because our God is a continuous river in us that has no end. He said in Jeremiah 29, 11-14, For I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, says the Lord, thoughts and plans for welfare and peace and not for evil, to give you hope in your final outcome. Then you will call upon me and you will come and pray to me and I will hear and heed you. Then you will seek me, inquire for and require me as a vital necessity and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I will release you from 
captivity and gather you from all the nations of and all the places to which I have driven you, says the Lord. And I will bring you back to the place from which I caused you to be carried away captive. God has answered us and continue to answer us because we have seen healing taking place. He has shown us things to come. He continues to provide needed content without stress and the content usage across the various platforms continue to skyrocket. Glory be to his name. Lately, we began to pray for healing key for the cure of COVID-19, aka coronavirus. Behold, two days ago, the Lord brought to my memory a trans experience I had at about 10 a.m. in the morning of March 9, 2020, where he handed me four keys. They were big keys. I collected those keys. I asked what these keys were for, and he said from now and within the next four years, these keys will be required, but he did not disclose what for and when the first one will be reused. It took me back to that trans experience and, I, and said, now the first key of the four keys needs to be deployed. I believe these are for the body of Christ as a whole. I'm just a servant representing the entire church and so these keys are for all of us if we are willing to follow the instruction in their deployment. In supporting the use of this key, the Lord brought back to my memory an event that took place between November 2010 and February 2011, where on two occasions I used this key and it worked wonders. One was used to subdue a living creature, animate with life, and the second subdued a non-living thing, inanimate, without life. The Lord says if we use this key, same key, with the preconditions that people with COVID-19 or any other dilapidated condition receive total healing from the pandemic wrecking havoc worldwide. Here's a story and how this key brought about deliverance in this particular case. I believe this will build your faith just like it did when David encountered a giant. I encourage you to read the account in 1 Samuel chapter 17. I have alerted here the main ones as it relates to this small giant called coronavirus. 1 Samuel chapter 17 verses 10 to 11, 26, 32, 34, 37, 40, 45, 52, Amplified Bible Classic Edition. And the Philistines said, I defy the ranks of Israel this day. Give me a man that we might fight together. When Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. And David said to the man standing by him, What shall be done for the man who killed this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For he is this, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of this Philistine. Your servant will go out and fight with him. And David said to Saul, your servant kept his father's sheep. And when there came a lion, or again a bear, and took a lamb out of the floor, I went out after it and smote it and delivered the lamb out of his mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by his beard and smote it and killed it. Your servant killed both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them, for he has defied the armies of the living God. David said, The Lord who delivered me out of the paw of the lion, and out of the paw of the bear, he would deliver me out of the hand of his, this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. Then he took his staff in his hand, and chose five smooth stones out of the brook, and put them in his shepherd's lunch bag, a whole kid's skin slung from his shoulder. In his, in his pouch, pouch and, his, and his sling was in his hand, and he drew near the Philistine. Then David then said David to the Philistine, You come to me with sword, a spear, and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the ranks of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will smite you, and cut off your head, and I will give the pups of the army of the Philistines this day to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saves not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and it will give you into our hands. When the Philistines came forward to meet David, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet the Philistine. David put his hand into his bag and took out a stone and slung it, and he struck the Philistine, sinking into his forehead, and he fell on his face to the earth. 
So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone, and struck down the Philistine and slew him. But no sword was in David's hand. So he ran and stood over the Philistine, took his sword, and drew it out of his sheet, and killed him, and cut off his head with it. When the Philistines saw that their mighty champion was dead, they fled. And the men of Israel and Judah rose with a shout and pursued the Philistine as far as Gath and the gates of Akron. So the wounded Philistines fell along the way from Sharon as far as Gath and Akron. This is a story. One of the major oil firms in Nigeria invited my friend and I to their corporate headquarters to see if we can find solutions to a communication challenge they were having on the high seas. This challenge was not just for this firm, but other oil firms as well, operating both fixed and floating platforms and loading crude vessels on the high seas. The issue was that when these vessels start loading crude, they lose communication with the platform because the vessels get heavy while loading crude and they can't give real-time account of the amount of crude already loaded into the vessel. They have tried different solutions and had several companies try out different methods of overcoming this challenge but fail the financial losses in the trial and error approach. They said we will be paid after our solution work, that is, if we have any solution at all. With the Holy Spirit help and leading, within 24 hours, I was able to come up with a radio equipment that was still on the laboratory trial that has not been deployed on the high seas scenario before. We are also able to secure time-bound funding for the proof of concept which was scheduled to last 30 days at most. Here's me on the high sea and the solution we were preferring. The antenna bends to compensate for signal degradation. This was supposed to be, the, be tested on mobile as well as stationary crude vessels. The project that was planned for 30 days was prolonged to 90 days plus it was as a result of the challenges we encountered on the field instead of making money upon completion we began to lose money with each passing day what were the two major challenges number one anime challenge onshore location birds black hawks nesting with eggs on top of a 300 meter telecom tower where we were to mount the antenna will not allow tower riggers to climb the tower they will fly information of four or five hawks aiming for the eyes of the riggers and so they could not get to the height that will allow the mountain of the antenna. There were about 20 huge hawks. This continued for almost two weeks. The oil firm had to send in a firefighting truck and crew to bring down the nest but still did not send them away. But they just flew to the surrounding building and once the riggers attempted to climb and got to some height, they will fly back in for the attack. Hotel bills were mounting and interest in the loan was also building up. I observed what was going on for a day and two, prayed about it, and the Holy Spirit gave me the key verse. With the oil firm staff and others witnesses, I opened up witnessing. I opened the Bible to the key verse, read out the scripture, and commanded the hawks not to show up again. This was done once and that ended the attack. Everyone who saw this was shocked. It provided an opportunity to talk to them about Jesus. The equipment was finally mounted. Here are the pictures of the riggers there. Tony, Harry and Tony. And uh, you can see some of those. And then the inanimate challenge onshore location. This equipment came not programmed to work in the terrain wanted it deployed. It was while we were on site that the manufacturers began tweaking with the code which never worked. All attempts failed to get it to synchronize and work as envisioned. Alone, running test upon test, I began reprogramming the entire system on my knees and using the same keyverse and it was resolved. So these keyverse work for an animal and a radio equipment and will work to silence any other challenge you may have. So what is 5G? That is what is causing the pandemic, which I doubt. What is biological weapon against the word and command of God? The key verse is Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 to 28, Amplified Bible Classic Edition. God said, Let us, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, make mankind in our image, after our likeness, and let them have complete authority over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, 
over the tame beast and over all of the earth and over everything that creeps upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of and likeness of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth, and subdue it, using all his vast resources in the service of God and man, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the earth, and over every creature that moves upon the earth. We can see from the above scripture that the first commandments or instruction that needs to be obeyed was Genesis 1.28. A commandment to be fruitful, to multiply, fill the earth, and subdue everything and everyone in it. This commandment was so important for our sustenance here on earth that after the flood, God reenacted that command again in Genesis chapter 9 and repeated the instruction twice for emphasis and sealed it with agreement. Here is it Genesis chapter 9, verses 1 to 3. Amplified Bible, classic edition. And God pronounced a blessing upon Noah and his sons and said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. And the fear of you and the dread of and terror of you shall be upon every beast of the land, every bed of the earth, all that creeps upon the ground, and upon all the fish of the sea. They are delivered into your hand. Every moving thing that lives shall be, shall be food for you. And as I gave you the green vegetables and plants, I give you everything. And you be fruitful and multiply, bring forth abundantly on the earth and multiply on it. And God said to Noah, This rainbow is the token or sign of the covenant or solemn pledge which I have established between me and all flesh upon the earth. The blessings of God are conditional upon obeying the instruction of God. What we fail to realize as God's children is that the blessings of God upon our spirit, soul, and our body. Is conditioned upon obeying his instruction to be fruitful, to multiply, and to dominate all things based on his leader. More often than not, we say we are waiting on God, and God says he's waiting on us to act like Moses before the Red Sea and disciples that could not heal the sick. Read how God responded to them angrily, saying, Why are you relegating your authority? Paraphrased. Exodus 14 14 to 16, Amplified Bible Classic Edition. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace and remain at rest. And the Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Tell the people of Israel to go forward. Lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the Israelites shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. Matthew 17, 15 to 20, Amplified Bible, Classic Edition. Lord, do pity and have mercy on my son, for he has epilepsy, is moonstruck, and he suffers terribly, for frequently he falls into the fire many times into the water and i brought him to your disciples and they were not able to cure him and jesus answered oh you unbelieving what wayward rebellious and thoroughly perverse generation how long am i to remain with you how long am i to bear with you bring him here to me and jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him and the boy was cured instantly and the disciples came to Jesus and asked privately, Why could we not derive it out? He said to them, Because of the littleness of your faith, that is your lack of family relying trust. For truly I say to you, if you have faith that is living, like a grain of mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, Move from here to yonder place, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible to you. Unbelievers, unbelievers, knowingly or unknowingly, already carrying out this first instruction by creating themes and dominating several fields. For us believers, the Ten Commandments and acceptance of Christ forms the core of our fruitfulness, multiplication and dominion. That's why we believers cannot just jump up and do what we like in any field without this first getting clearance from Him. There are clear-cut issues like good health, sound mind, etc., where God's mind is clear. If we do not have it, it if we do not experience it, then it is because we are operating in ignorance and God allows his children to be destroyed as a result of lack of knowledge. Read Hosea chapter 4 verse 6, Amplified Bible, Classic Edition. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you, the priestly nation, have rejected knowledge, I will also reject you that you shall be my new priest to me. Seeing you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. 
Things like healing and deliverance are God's children's bread. Read Matthew 15, 27 And behold, a woman who was a Canaanite from that district came out and with a loud, troublesome, urgent cry, Beg, beg, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is miserable and distressing and cruelly obsessed by a demon. But he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and employed him, saying, Send her away, for she is crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. For she came and kneeling, worshipped him and kept praying, Lord, help me. And he answered, It is not right, proper, becoming, or fair to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. She said, Yes, Lord, yet even the little pups, little whelps, eat the crumbs that fall from their young master's table. Then Jesus answered her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you wish. And her daughter was cured from that moment. And Jesus went on from there and passed along the shore of the Sea of Galilee. And he went up into the hills and kept sitting there. God is not proving anything to me by me being sick without the healing that comes from the name of Jesus Christ. And I have not had the kind of revelation that warrants sickness like in the case of Paul from receiving my healing. And if it is God's intent to keep me sick, has he told me so? If he hasn't, then I am living in, a, in ignorance of my dominion rights. And most of us have to get into a desperate situation before we exercise the authority he has given us. So read Mark chapter 16, 15-20 Amplified Bible, Classic Edition. And he said to them, Go into... So, so, and he said to them, Go into all the world and preach and publish openly the good news, the gospel to every creature of the whole human race. He who believes, who adheres to and trusts him and relies on the gospel, and him whom it sets forth and is baptized, baptized will be saved from the penalty of eternal death. But he who does not believe, who does not adhere to, and trust in and rely on the gospel and him whom it sets forth will be condemned. And these attesting signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new languages. They will speak up serpents. And even if they drink anything deadly, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will get well. So then the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken to them, was taken up into heaven. And he sat down at the right hand of God, and he went out and preached everywhere, while the Lord kept walking with them and confirming the message by the attesting signs and miracles that closely accomplished it. Amen. So be it. And Matthew 28 verses 18 to 20, Amplifier Bible, Classic Edition read, Jesus approached and breaking the silence said to them, All authority, all power of rule in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go then and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you all the days, perpetually, uniformly, and on every occasion, to the very close and consummation of the age. Amen. So be it. Are you a begging soldier before an enemy or a soldier that carries out the last command of the commander-in-chief? 2 Timothy chapter 2 verses 3 to 4 reads, Endure sovereign along with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Soldiers don't get tired of in the affairs of civilian life, for then they cannot please the officer who enlisted them. So, are you a begging soldier, a soldier that carries out the commands of your commander-in-chief? Have you seen a soldier going to the commander-in-chief and asking him to take care of the enemy based on the commander's last command when he has already given you the ammunition? That soldier will be shot or delivered to the enemy to torment because that soldier has broken the rank of command. He is not fit to be a soldier. That is exactly what most of us Christians do. We do. We go standing defeated in front of the enemy and start begging God to come and do the job he has given us to do. This explains why we take too much casualties in the battlefield of life. We must be attentive and fully obedient to the last command of our Commander-in-Chief, which he has issued or is issuing concerning any and every situation that confronts us. 
on our journey of life as its ambassadors going forward. Get the key for the cure of coronavirus now and under dilapidating conditions. Here are the conditions for using this key in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, 28, with supporting scriptures in Genesis chapter 12, verse 3, Amplified Bible, Classic Edition. And I will bless those who bless you, who confer prosperity or happiness upon you, and curse him who curses or uses insolent language towards you. In you will all the families and kindred of the earth be blessed, and by you they will bless themselves. Mark chapter 16, verses 15 to 20. Okay. So, what are the conditions? The first condition is that you must be a believing Christian who has confessed Christ as Lord and Savior. You can be a churchgoer, confess Christ, but don't believe in Him because it is possible to confess without belief. The confirmation is that there is unshakable conviction in our heart that He is the Son of God and the way, the truth, and the life, and is available in us in the place of intimacy. If you are not a Christian, and you want to become one, read Matthew 15, 29 because healing is a bread for God's children who are joined to Him by covenant. You need to have a covenant relationship with Jesus before you can begin to claim the benefit that belongs to the family. Read, meditate, and take necessary action emanating out of your heart on the below scriptures. John chapter 3, verses 4-21, Amplified Bible, Classic Edition. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter his mother's womb again and be born? Jesus answered, I assure you, most solemnly I tell you, unless a man is born of water and even the Spirit, he cannot ever enter the kingdom of God. What is born of from the flesh is flesh, or the physical is physical, and what is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not, do not be surprised, astonished at my telling you, you must all be born anew from above. The wind blows breaths where it waves. And though you hear its sounds, yet you neither know where it comes from nor where it is going. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered by answering, asking, How can all this be possible? Jesus replied, Are you the teacher of Israel and yet do not know nor understand these things? Are they strange to you? I assure you, most solemnly I tell you, we speak only of what we know. We know absolutely what we are talking about. We have already seen what we are testifying to. We were eyewitnesses of it. And still you do not receive our testimony. You reject and refuse our evidence, that of myself and of all of those who are born of the Spirit. If I have told you of things that happen right here on earth, and yet none of you believes me, how can you believe? Trust me, adhere to me, rely on me. If I tell you of heavenly things, yet no one has ever gone up to heaven. But there is one who has come down from heaven, the Son of Man himself, who is, dwells, has his home in heaven. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert on a pole, so, must, so it is necessary that the Son of Man be lifted up on the cross, in order that everyone who believes in him, who cleaves to him, trusts him, and relies on him, may not perish, but have eternal life, and actually live forever. For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave up his only begotten, unique son, so that whoever believes in, trusts in, clings to, relies on him, shall not perish, come to destruction, be lost, but have eternal everlasting life. For God did not send the Son into the world in order to judge, to reject, to condemn, to pass sentence on the world, but that the world might find salvation and be made safe and sound through him. He who believes in him, who clings to trust and relies on him, is not judged. He who trusts in him never comes up for judgment. For him there is no rejection, no condemnation. He incurs no damnation. For he who does not believe, cleave to, rely on, trust in him, is judged already. He has already been convicted and has already received his sentence because he has not believed in and trusted in the name of the only begotten Son of God. He is condemned for refusing to let his trust rest in Christ's name. The basis of the judgment, indictment, the test by which men are judged, the ground for the sentence lies in this. The light has come into the world. The people have loved the darkness rather than 
and modern the light, for their works deeds were evil. For every wrongdoer hates, loots, detests the light, and will not come out into the light, but shrinks from it, lest his works, his deeds, his activities, his conduct be exposed and reproved. But he who practices truth, who does what is right, comes out into the light, so that his work may be plainly shown to, to, to be what they are, wrought with God, divinely prompted, done with God's help, dependence upon him. I read also Acts chapter 4, 11 to 14. This Jesus and Amplified Bible, classic edition. This Jesus is a stone which was despised and rejected by you, the builders, but which has become the head of the corner, the cornerstone. And there is salvation in and through no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by and in which we must be saved. Now when they saw the boldness and the affected eloquence of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and untrained in the schools, common men with no educational advantages, they marveled and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. And since they saw the man who had been cured standing there beside them, they could not contradict the fact or see anything in opposition. Mark chapter 16, verse 16, Amplified Bible, Classic Edition. He who believes, who had hears to, and trusts in, and relies on the gospel, and him whom it sets forth, and is baptized, will be saved from the penalty of eternal death. But he who does not believe, who does not adhere to, and trust in, and rely on the gospel, and him whom it sets forth, will be condemned. Romans chapter 10, verse 10 to 13, Amplified Bible, Classic Edition. For with a heart a person believes that head to trust in and relies on Christ, and so is justified, declared righteous, acceptable to God. And with a mouth he confesses, declares openly, and speaks out freely his, his faith, and confirms his salvation. The scripture says, No man who believes in him, who adheres to, relies on, trusts in, will ever be put to shame or be disappointed. No one, for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is Lord over all of us, and He generously bestows His riches upon all who call upon Him in faith. For everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord, invoke Him as Lord, will be saved. So let's take the prayer of salvation, professing faith in Christ as Savior and Lord. With Christ as our standard of perfection, we are not acknowledging faith in Him as God. We are now acknowledging faith in Him as Lord, God. Agreeing with the Apostle John that in the beginning was the Word, Christ, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. John chapter 1 verse 1 to 3. Because God could only accept a perfect sinless sacrifice, and because He knew that we could not possibly accomplish that, He sent His Son to die for us and pay the eternal price. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. John 3.16 Prayer of Salvation Say it a minute now. Do you agree with everything you have read so far? If you do, don't wait a moment longer to start your new life in Jesus Christ. Remember, this prayer is not a magical formula. You are simply expressing your heart to God. Pray this with us. Father, I know that I have broken your laws and my sins have separated me from you. I am truly sorry, and now I want to turn away from my past sinful life toward you. Please forgive me, and help me avoid sinning again. I believe that your Son, Jesus Christ, died for my sins, was resurrected from the dead, is alive, and here's my prayer. I invite Jesus to become the Lord of my life, to rule and reign in my heart from this day forward. Please send your Holy Spirit to help me obey you and to do your will for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Prayer of salvation. I've prayed it. Now what? If you prayed this prayer of salvation with true conviction and heart, you are now a follower of Jesus. This is a fact. Whether or not you feel any different, religious systems may have led you to believe that you should feel something a warm glow, a tingle, or some other mystical experience. The fact is, you may or you may not. If you have prayed the prayer of salvation and meant it, you are now follow Jesus. The Bible tells us that your eternal salvation is secure. 
that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Romans chapter 10 verse 9, we've read that error. So welcome to the family of God. We encourage you now to find a local church where you can be baptized and grow in the knowledge of God through his word, the Bible. You can also visit our site at sakada.org that will help you develop and grow in Christ. Using this link in the Discovery Bible Store to discover Jesus for yourself. Number two, conditions for preconditions before you can receive the healing of COVID, uh, from COVID-19. So we take the second one. Maintain a balanced account with God. I repeat, maintain a balanced account with God by confessing our sins continuously so that nothing stands between us and God and our prayers are answered speedily. We keep failing as we journey through life as his ambassadors. The key thing is not to make it a practice, but to maintain a balanced account by confessing and asking for forgiveness for our feelings as they occur. So we are balanced and in good standing with Jesus. Read this. Romans chapter 6. Amplified Bible, classic edition. What shall we say to, the, to all this? Are we to remain in sin in order that God's grace, favor, and mercy may multiply and overflow? Certainly not. How can we who die to sin live in it any longer? Are you ignorant of the fact that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried therefore with him by the baptism into death. So that Jesus as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father. So we too might habitually live and behave in newness of life. So if we have become one with him by sharing a death like this, we shall also be one with him in sharing his resurrection by a new life, lived for God. We know that our old, unrenewed self was nailed to the cross with him in order that our body, which is the instrument of sin, might be made ineffective and inactive for evil. That we might no longer be slaves of sin, for when a man dies, he is free, loose, delivered from the power of sin among men. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him because we know that Christ, the anointed one, being once raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For by death, for by the dead, he died, he died to sin, ending his relation to it once for all. And the life that he lives, he is living to God in unbroken fellowship with him. Even so, consider yourselves also dead to sin, in relation to it broken, but alive to God, living in unbroken fellowship with him in Christ Jesus. Let no, let no sin therefore rule as king in your mortal, short-lived, perishable bodies, to make you yield to its cravings and be subject to its lusts and evil passions. Do not continue offering or yielding your bodily members and faculties to sin as instruments, tools of wickedness, but offer and yield yourself to God as though you have been raised from the dead to the perpetual life and your bodily members and faculties to God, presenting them as implements of righteousness. For sin shall not any longer exact dominion over you, since now you are not under law as slaves or under grace, as subjects of God's favor and mercy. What then are we to conclude? Shall we sin because we live not under law, but under God's favor and mercy? Certainly not. Do you not know that if you continually surrender yourself to anyone to do his will, you are the slaves of him whom you obey, whether that, to, whether that be to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness? right doing and right standing with God. But thank God, though you were once slaves of sin, you have become obedient with all your heart to the standard of teaching in which you were instructed and to which you were committed. And having been set free from sin, you have become the servants of righteousness and conformity to divine will in thought, purpose, and action. I am speaking in familiar human terms because of your natural limitation. For as you yielded your bodily members and faculties as servants to impurity and ever increasing lawlessness, lawlessness. So now we yield your bodily members and faculty once for all as servants of righteousness, right being and doing, which leads to sanctification. For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. But then what benefit what but then what benefit return did you get from the things of which you are now ashamed? None. For the end of those things is death. 
But now since you have been set free from sin and have become the slaves of God, you have your present reward in holiness and its end is eternal life. For the wages of sin pays its debt. But the bountiful free gift of God is eternal life, true in union with Jesus Christ our Lord. What's the third condition for healing? We must have faith in God and be able to see clearly expected outcome of our request. We need faith for healing to take place. Healing is by decree, decree based on two conditions. First, the decree of healing, the decree, degree of healing virtues administered. Second, the degree of faith that gives action and power to the virtue administered. The scripture says the word did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them, but heard it. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 21. So what is faith? Hebrews 11, verse 1 to 3, Amplified Bible Classic Edition, right now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see, and the conviction of their reality. Faith, perceiving as real faith, what is not yet revealed to the senses. For by faith, trust, and holy fervor, born of faith, the men of old had divine testimony born to them and obtained a good report. By faith we understand that the walls, the walls during the successive ages were framed, fashioned, put in order, and equipped for their intended purpose by the word of God, so that what we see was not made out of things which are visible. And Mark 11, verse 21 to 25, Amplified Bible Edition, Classic Edition. And Peter remembered and said to him, Master, look, the fig tree which you doomed was withered away. And Jesus replied, said to them, Have faith in God, constantly. Truly I tell you, whoever says to this mountain, Be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt at all in his heart, but believes what he says will take place, it will be done for him. For this reason I am telling you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe, trust, and be confident that it is granted to you, and you will get it. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, and let it drop, leave it, let it go, in order that your Father who is in heaven may also forgive you your own feelings and shortcomings, and let them drop. So let's take the prayer now in applying the key for total healing from COVID-19 and other illnesses that touches on your spirit, soul, and body today. Note, if you want to build our faith, I'll encourage you to take three days prayer and fast and spend a lot of time in the Word of God because faith comes by hearing repeatedly. Romans chapter 10 verse 17 of the 5 classic edition. So faith comes by hearing what is told and what is heard comes by the preaching of the message that comes from the lips of Christ, the Messiah himself. Your fasting does not change God. Your fasting changes you and makes you open to receive from God with ease. In the place of fasting, God can open your spiritual eyes, ears, emotion, taste, and will of your heart to be sensitive to His promptings and direction as to the way forward. With God not in His casting stone, He might tell you to go apologize to somebody or give something to the orphans or widow or something else. You just have to be sensitive to the spontaneous thought that come to you within the waiting period. Please let us know. Please let us know if something has changed in you as a consequence so that we can give him praise, worship, and honor for everything. And if you need us to pray along with you, we are also available for this. Pray and activate the key to total healing out loud so you can hear it yourself. So you say, Father. Lord Jesus Christ, dear Holy Spirit, thank you all for the enlightenment you have given me concerning the instructions to be fruitful. Multiply, fill the earth, and dominate my environment based on your leading and the benefit that accrued to me as a result of the finished work upon the cross of Calvary. And I will apply this key to my spirit, soul, and body. With this authority, through the name of Jesus Christ, I speak to you. Now, name what it is that you need to take authority over. In this case, coronavirus, you are just a name. I have dominion over you because God's instruction to me says so, which enforces my blessing. I'm obeying this instruction. I'm anointed by God. His very DNA is inside of me. I am blessed of the Lord. 
by coming into me, you are, cause, you are causing me. And because I'm a seed of Abraham by covenant, through accepting Jesus Christ, you are caused. And I command you now to die to your roots. Get out of me now in the name of Jesus Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit, that raised my Savior Jesus Christ from the grave. And now receive wholeness today and always. You can never again gain access. You can never gain access to me anymore. Because the fire of the Holy Ghost surrounds me like the wall of Jerusalem 24-7. All broken hedges is now enclosed by the blood of the Lamb. I am healed totally, completely in my spirit, soul, and body. My spirit, soul, and body are now, now come into divine alignment and purpose. I am now seeing and experiencing wholeness in and around me. In Jesus' name, Amen. Continue to repeat this. Know that the virus is a living thing. It has life. And God has given you authority over them. It says that uh, you, in, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, verse 28. Uh, 27. That's 26 to 28. So God said, let us, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, make mankind in our image, after our likeness, and let them have complete authority over the fish of the sea, the bears of the air, the tin beasts, and over all the air. So God has actually given us authority over them. And Jesus came and enforced that authority in Mark chapter 16, verses 18 to 20. And so we have no excuse to allow virus to have dominion over us. So we have authority over it, and we bind it and we cast it out now, out of you, out of us, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. It is done. It is done. It is done. In Jesus' name. Amen. And so, you can access uh, the content guide for 2020 on the Takada. There are links there on the website. You can find books written by me, Monday Ukojo Ope, on Amazon and several other uh, outlets or on our bookstore at Takada shop which is online and if you have questions the raxing concerning God and everything that pertains to God is all on Takada.org so we pray that you experience all-round success this week and beyond as you are led by your closest friend the Holy Spirit Shalom this Monday Ogu Ojo Ogbe e-discipleship at Takada.org Thank you. The Lord bless and keep you. In Jesus' name, amen.